Did you watch Westworld? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched Westworld. Did you see the uh, the the twist coming that uh, that uh, it's different timelines and that uh, what's his name is is what's his name? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I do know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. That uh, Jackson Pollock is uh, <laughs> is 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 the guy from It's Always Sunny. Yeah. <laughs> That Ed Harris. Ed Harris with what's that guy? That guy's a good actor too. Yeah, the other guy. Uh, but man, you know when uh, what's his name it turns out to be a robot. Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. You know, I I knew going in. I was like, all right, one of these people are someone who's a robot. Oh, you're so jaded, man. I know. I, I knew one of them was a robot, and I was like, that's oh, got to be this guy because they. I remember they have a dis- he has a discussion with his wife laying in bed. His girlfriend, not his wife. His girlfriend. Okay, yeah. And he mentioned something about What is he uh, there's I gotta go I gotta go power down or something. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. He's like, oh these goddamn lithium batteries. <laughs> lithium ion batteries. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta uh, I gotta go stand in the sun to recharge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, welcome. Episode, uh, let me do some quick, quick math now. here. Yeah, episode seventeen. <laughs> to get my my, uh, my pen and paper to do all the uh, all the check marks. Episode seventeen of Twin Takes, in which we'll discuss part sixteen of Twin Peaks season three, The Return. I'm Kabira. I'm with Garrett, my David Lynch Sherpa. How are you, Garrett? I'm doing quite well. How are you doing, Kabir? Doing good. I'm ex. I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, okay. Interesting. It's an interesting take. Usually, usually you're resigned to our. No. Yes. Uh, yeah. Honest, quite honestly, I usually. <laughs> uh, I think I've talked about this before, but I usually I record the episode and then I just I just uh, you know I record our episode and then I leave it alone, and then I edit for four hours, <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day I usually watch the next episode and the next day we record. And so it's like a you know mm. six hours or three days, uh, if not more, uh, uh, ordeal. Um, but this this episode, man, it it I did have some problems. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll surprise you, but um, the it had a it had a lot of really good scenes. I wow, I'm, I'm really I'm, surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a good, it's a really good episode. I think it might be, it could be fan favorite for season three. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I mean, it really, uh, it really delivers. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm not uh, obviously not a fan. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm not a, I'm not a uh, season one or two fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can only imagine how happy some of the fans were, you know, at parts in this movie I'm, or this, this episode. Um, but even having just watched season three, there was finally a lot of good, you know, catharsis payoff. Yeah, good, yeah, payoff. Uh, Sick one-liners. Oh man, I loved them. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. Yeah, let's do it. So we start uh, as we often do in this show on an ominous highway. That's Twin Peaks, <laughs> quintessential Twin Peaks, driving down that scary ass road. Yeah, we got Dark Coop and Richard. Mm-hmm. A lot in this scene to pay even more credence to the theory you had talked about that Dark Coop was the illegitimate father of Richard. Um. Because they're driving, and remember, so Dark Coop had Richard had tried to, I don't know, threaten, kill Dark Coop, and Dark Coop just owned him mm-hmm. and said, "Get in the car." Uh, I think, if I remember, I think he says, "I'll explain on the way." On the way, yeah. Uh, we see very little explanation. They're driving, and it looks to me like they have not talked the entire time. Yeah, that looks like an uncomfortable. And there's no music playing. I believe in that old timey truck. Uh, I can't imagine Dark Coop is like, oh, uh, he's like, he's like, like uh, you pick the, rock? you pick, you pick the radio, yeah. Uh, top forty? Mm-hmm. Oh, Taylor Swift, nice. Mm. You, you like uh, Terry Gross? <laughs> you want to listen a little fresh air? Uh, <laughs> a little fresh air. Let's, let's see who she's got on today. A little, uh, a little uh, Lake Wobegon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Companion, yeah. Uh, so Dark Coop and Richard on the road, on the road again. Um, they uh, arrive at the coordinates. Yeah. Now, it's a little confusing to me. Maybe you can help me out. Uh, they get out of the car. 
Uh, we'll talk in a second about who else is on the scene. Yeah. Um, but uh, they get out of the car, and uh, Dark Coop uh, basically has the GPS locator, and they're walking around, and he identifies this big kind of rock, and he says, oh, I think it's over there. And he basically gets Richard uh, to go and investigate for him. Mm-hmm. He says something like, I got two, I got three sets of coordinates. Yeah. And two of them match. Right. So what would you do? And then Richard said, I would go to the two that match. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's a little like father, son, you know, he's teaching him a lesson, I guess. <laughs> I guess um, so. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little, it's a nice father, son trip to hell. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> he, he senses a trap, and uh, yeah. he tells he tells Richard <laughs> something that's really funny for Dark Coop to say. Having seen all that we can see that Dark Coop can do and accomplish, he says, "I'm 25 years your senior." Yeah, yeah. Implying that he's too old to go climb this rock. He doesn't want his creaky old knees to have to <laughs> hike, right. you know, 50 this meters who- up the up the side of a hill. Who just who just came from uh, winning uh, an arm wrestling contest in Fight Club? Oh, that's true. Good point. Uh, and uh, was killed and brought back to life. <laughs> Is worried about a little, you know, a little, uh, a little all-terrain uh, hiking. Yeah. Um, says, uh, "You go do it." And, uh, and so Richard is and, and, and overseeing this entire scene. Is is. Uh, uh, perhaps one of the most important characters in the show. No disagreement here. Yeah. <laughs> the high brother who uh, has sprinted out of the woods. He sees uh, that there are some people down there and he takes out his binoculars. Yes. Looks at them th- through the, the wrong way. And uh, just, yeah, I mean, because when you look through binoculars the wrong way, it, it's, it's, uh, they work in reverse. Everything's smaller. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so he sees nothing, <laughs> essentially. Well, no, everything's like smaller. A, and he goes, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, he he watches what happens, which is Richard climbs up. And he uh, he's, I guess he's really bonding with his dad because he's like, dad, I'm almost there. He doesn't say dad, I'm almost there. But he's like, he seems kind of like into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like, I'm almost at the coordinates. He reaches the point And then he gets, he gets uh, the shit electrocuted out oh, of him. Oh, yeah. He basically explodes. Just lit up. Yeah, absolutely lit up. Uh, High brother was watching this and is like, oh, and uh, starts starts blaming the binoculars for it. He's like, why did you do this? Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, Maybe it's like refracting like the light from a magnifying glass. This is his thinking. I don't know. He thinks that. So you think that he thinks that <laughs> he he I'm just that. throwing it out there. I mean, I hadn't even thought about it until you said, you know, maybe he thinks the binoculars are doing it. Um, you know, like setting a leaf on fire with like a magnifying glass, right? Maybe he thinks he's he's channeled. Yeah, but then it's more his fault than the binoculars. That's fault. true. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, so Dark Coop delivers one of one of the better lines of the episode. Mm. Uh, Richard explodes, and he <laughs> says, "He says goodbye, my son." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Really, uh, I think that must be the origin of this theory that you have. It, it confirms it, right? That's definitely his son. Yeah, I mean, he could also just be being ironic. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, where he's like, he's like, I got a younger guy helping me out. You know, no, I, well, I'm, I'm bonding with this guy. Oh, well, he's dead. No, no, no. I think, uh, I think that's no. I think that's just confirming that. There's, it's got to yeah. be. It's got to be. Yeah. As soon as I saw yeah. that, because I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's interesting. He says, twenty five years, my. I'm 25 years your senior. I thought, oh, that's more evidence, because um, how yeah. would he know that, right? Uh, or, or you yeah. know, maybe it's a estimation of their relative ages. But I think the goodbye, son. Yeah, right. goodbye, my son. <laughs> uh, and then he sends a text. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I I still maintain that he has Laura Dern saved as unknown in his phone. <laughs> That's my take. Just, just to be a weirdo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, he sends a he sends a text to unknown Laura Dern, and he's got a little smiley emoji, and then the words all, all. in all caps. Yeah, uh, which I don't really know what that means, but uh, I think it gets explained. I have an explanation for it when we get to her. Okay. All right. Um, uh, 
back in Las Vegas. This I really like this. I, like, I really like this bit. So we got a uh, uh, a couple people um, searching for Dougie. We got the FBI, mm-hmm. and we've got uh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee who are there to kill Dougie. Mm-hmm. You like this sequence? I'm really surprised. Oh, I loved it. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, I mean, it was uh, it was really funny. Uh, it is funny. So, I mean, yeah. not, not, this, the setup part wasn't that interesting. So basically, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee show up. They're staking it out. Um, it's kind of funny that they're in a giant van mm-hmm. uh, in the middle of a uh, like a scenic suburban neighborhood <laughs> with North Dakota plates. Mm-hmm. The FBI rolls up in force to try to find Dougie. They look around. They see he's not there. If more of the recurring joke about how the director of the local office hates Wilson. I mean, it's, and Wilson's like, doesn't look like anyone's home, boss. And he's like, yeah, no kidding, Wilson. Uh, it's a toxic, yeah, the toxic work environment of the Las Vegas uh, branch office or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he tells Wilson to stake out the, uh, the house and uh, then they leave. And so now basically what we have is Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee in their white van mm-hmm. staking out the house. And you have Wilson and another FBI agent in their white, you know, very government looking, I don't know, Ford expedition mm. uh, also staking out the house. Um, why the FBI don't go check out the van from North Dakota that's just sitting there in Nevada. I don't know, but they just leave it there. Yeah. So they're both waiting. Uh, we got to the hospital. Yeah, yeah. Dougie's in the hospital after his coma. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Belushi brothers show up, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the, Mitch, the Mitchum brothers, mm-hmm. uh, to pay their respects. I have to say, at this point, their love for Dougie is 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 quite a bit. These gentlemen have hearts of gold, Kabir. As is said in the show, uh, keep in mind though they are they are criminals. They are criminals. I I, I know. I will. I think we'll take issue intended, with some issue, some things that happen yeah. later. Yes, and they intended to kill Dougie. Mm-hmm. Remember what Dougie did was just prove that they were innocent <laughs> and not guilty of insurance fraud, <laughs> right? And got them their their well deserved payday from their insurance company. Mm-hmm. And they're treating him like he's like one of the family now. They show up with their weird. Uh, what do we call them? Cigarette, Cigarette girls? Fifties era yeah. sluts or whatever it 50, is. 50s sluts. Yeah. Whatever you coined them, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they bring in a bunch of finger sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, And then they say, you know what? We're going to go to your house and we're going we're gonna to stock it up for you. Um, yeah, no. First they ask Janie E., Mrs. Dougie, for her keys which, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I guess it did a lot for him, but I don't know. I feel a little uncomfortable, right? Like, these people are criminals. Oh, yeah, that's right. To, to go to go stock their house. To go, to go, to go, you know, stock their house, fill their fridge up with food or whatever. Food, yeah. Yeah, they're going to, uh, they ask for the keys. That's true, but she doesn't know them as criminals. She just knows them as the people that got him, that got Sonny Jim, his weird, you know, French nightmare. Yeah, playground, uh, yeah. Playground. And, uh, and their car. And their convertible three series, yeah. And she's just she's just all obsessed with material goods and that's stuff. That's true. So I'm, not su- I'm not surprised. She's like, yeah, whatever. That's true. Uh, so they go. Now we come to uh, uh, the 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 result of this of this of this dual stakeout. Mm. The Belushi brothers show up. They're in their limo, and then a van pulls up behind them. That's their crew, mm-hmm. and they're putting uh, they're loading up sandwiches into the into the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, the van leaves. I I, you have, I like that the criminal kingpins very hands-on with this kind of you know philanthropy that they do throughout this episode we see that they they're very devoted to dougie they want to give him the personal touch and they also uh have a lot of time on their hands yeah i mean they're going in the house they're stocking the fridge themselves i don't know i mean it seems like the kind of thing that you leave the hospital and then you tell your guys hey you know go take care of the house yeah, yeah. No, they do it themselves, and they bring their their cigarette girls with them yeah, to, yeah. To, to do it. Uh, very strange behavior. Uh, so you have uh, you know both the FBI and the um, the the Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee crews both looking at it, being like, "What's going on here? Weird." Uh, the van, the work van leaves. The 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 Belushi brothers' van leaves, but their their limo is still there. They're still in the house doing whatever. <laughs> this. Uh, this guy shows up. Yeah. He's a uh, he's got a branded uh, Mercedes. Uh, 
his commercial vehicle, and it's it's some sort of accounting company. Right. So he's an accountant, I guess. And he uh, pulls up to uh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee's van, and he says, he's also kind of a weird-looking guy. Mm-hmm. He says, uh, you guys are blocking my highway, or my uh, driveway. And they're like, no, we're not. Fuck off. They're very rude to him. And he's like, all right, well, I'm just going to have to move it. And he, <laughs> I don't know why he thought this would work, but he gets in his Mercedes and, and rams the front of their van to try to move it. Yeah. But the van is parked. It's not going to move. Mm-hmm. So he's just spinning, uh, just spinning rubber. Uh, the FBI is like, what's going on? <laughs> um, and uh, Jennifer Jason Lee has an amazing overreaction, pulls out her gun. Yeah. And shoots into the, into the car. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and wings this guy. He gets out and goes to the trunk, opens the trunk and pulls out. I and I and I wanted to see what kind of weapon this is. It's an extended mag, automatic pistol. Is that what it is? Yeah, like an Uzi, maybe I thought. But yeah, it's, it's an automatic pistol, huh? Yeah, no, it's not an Uzi. I thought it was at first. It's it's a very bizarre weapon. For an accountant to have to be rolling around in Vegas, and, with, you, know. you know, extended magus because you're planning on getting into extended combat. I guess yeah. <laughs> you can't afford to reload. You don't have that kind of time. No, no, spray and pray. Yeah, exactly. So he fires back and hits Jennifer Jason Lee. Hmm. Uh, the FBI are like, "Oh shit!" They're still not getting involved. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They're just uh, sitting there in the car. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee rams them a little, rams them again. And knocks this guy over. They try to drive away, and he lights up the van. Yeah, it's got very thin walls, and both Jennifer Jason Lee and Tim Roth are just are just lit up. Yeah, just riddled with bullets. Yeah, yeah. And this and uh, and and the Belushi brothers come out of the car to see what's going on. They both out of the house to see what's going on. They both have little. Uh, they have pistols mm-hmm. drawn uh, because they are criminals. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're like, what's going on? They're like, kind of hiding behind cover. Uh, and uh, and then the FBI, now that the now that this confrontation is over with the murder or the, the killing of Jennifer Jason Lee and Tim Roth, the FBI come out and tell the accountant to drop his weapon. He surrenders, and they approach him to arrest him. Uh, and <laughs> Jim Belushi has a great line where uh, I think yeah. it's I think it's the brother says, uh, "What kind of neighborhood is this?" Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and Jim Belushi says, "People here are really stressed out." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but now that accountant he must have been some sort of hitman or something right like why did he behave like that that's crazy i think he was just crazy no you think he's just uh, some guy rolling around uh upset that they were blocking his driveway i um i mean if, if you're gonna kill these people then you you wouldn't do it this way i guess yeah, yeah. counter argument I, I don't i don't think he intended to kill anyone it's quite possible that he's like an accountant but he's actually a member of some sort of underworld yeah and uh, just overreacts to things because he's not used to getting no for an answer. Right. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah, I, it's bizarre I, I really like this team. I thought it was really funny. Oh, it is, uh, it is very funny. I'm surprised you like it. I, I thought you would be upset that uh, Tim Roth and Jennifer Jason Lee are just disposed of so quickly. Just They're gone. Uh, no, no. I, I, uh, I, I like... Uh, I mean, look, you know, these people are going to meet some sort of, <laughs> some sort of uh, violent, violent end. Yeah. Uh, and when you have, you know, you have uh, these two rival stakeouts, I actually thought what was going to happen was they all three would get in a gunfight, those two and the Belushi brothers. Yeah, like a Reservoir Dogs kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I would have also appreciated. I mean, you know, we're coming to the end of the series. These are all like fourth or fifth level characters. That's true, yeah. And so, you know, they're either going to have not mattered at all or they're going to get killed off. Hmm. Unless, unless you know, we're really going Avengers style, and everyone's going to show up and pick a side in the great battle versus Coop, Coop Prime yeah. versus Coop. Battle Royale, it's coming. Yeah. Uh, um, so no, I liked it, and I thought it was, uh, of course, yeah, it's quite random that this guy is there, but uh, you know, random. It's just like it's just like when that uh, the first time they tried to kill Dougie, they put a. Uh, a car bomb on on his car. Oh right, yeah. And then other people showed up to try to, to try to hijack it, and <laughs> right. they exploded. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. everyone thought that he had been killed because of the car bomb explosion. Right, yeah. I, I don't mind little random shit like that, as long as it like, you know, moves uh, things along. Moves okay. things along. I, I, I've 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 
aged through these last couple months. So <laughs> I think my bar for weirdness is much, much lower. Okay, <laughs> yeah, all right. Random accountant wants to get in a gunfight. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Hey, it's Vegas. <laughs> you, you like the action movie weirdness. You're down with that. You're down with the weird arm wrestling fight club. You're down with this weird accountant guy. I like it. Okay. I, I uh, yeah. I mean, am, am I gonna, you know, <laughs> am I gonna say that this is like a great drama? Uh, no. But <laughs> in terms of like, you know, movies that have or TV shows that have like random violence, it, it, it you know, it did pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It is pretty yeah. good. It's kind of nice how the van slowly keeps going and then hits that. Yep. That pole. Uh, that was a nice little touch. And uh, and I like how you know of course this accountant just like freaking out mm-hmm. uh, is is totally unjustified. But the way that everyone else reacts in the scene makes perfect sense. Right, it's true. Jennifer Jason Lee is an insane person, mm-hmm. and so she would uh, she would probably would try to kill that guy. Yeah, so she would you know she would uh, she would try to shoot him. Um, so I was done. I, you know, I expected that kind of end for all these characters, and I. Was quite satisfied with it. <laughs> All right, nice. And I'm surprised you don't like it because it goes into your 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 overall arching theory that like the show is about you know how terrible everyone is. No, no, no. I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying you know on the spectrum of greatest show ever, uh, the scene is is not quite there for me. Not quite like some other scenes in this in this episode. Uh, okay. Um, at what point David Lynch looks at some electronics and mm. then uh, nothing happens. Yeah, well, now we're talking. Uh, that that like two, tw- 30 seconds of him just staring at a computer, and, of, of at electronics and circuitry, and then it cuts away. How did that scene rank for you? On no, uh, no, no. But he can greatest, hear the greatest can, TV of all time. He can hear Diane approaching with that music. No, not that scene. What scene are you talking about? Between the coma scene and when they when all these people show up at the house. There's a 20 second cut of David Lynch just staring at electronics. I don't. I don't remember that. Honestly, oh, that's that's what I want you to talk about. Tell me all about it. Honestly, I, I have no. I have no memory of that. It's great prestige drama. <laughs> I wrote. I wrote David Lynch looking at some electronics, and then new paragraph. Okay, so now we have Tim Roth stakeout van. <laughs> that's funny. I, I don't remember that. Maybe just an, an establishing shot to remind the audience that we're going to get back there. <laughs> just to remind you, hey, he's here. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry. Gordon Cole's yeah. coming back. <laughs> yeah, I have no memory of that though. Uh, all right, so now we go back to the hospital. Mm-hmm. So, 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 Sunny Jim and and his mom, uh, Naomi Watts, go because Sunny Jim has to go to the bathroom. Uh, the boss is there, mm-hmm. uh, and he um, he like hears a weird noise or something, and is basically supernaturally, it seems, pulled out of the room. He he hears the buzzing, the same buzzing that. Uh, Ashley Judd and the Hotel Yay had heard earlier, which I thought was kind of oh, a weird callback. I, for, I, f- I forgot all about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the same buzzing, which was strange. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he just leaves. And then uh, one armed man shows up mm-hmm. and he wakes up Dougie. Dougie's back. It's Coop Prime. It's Coop Prime. Dougie's gone. Yeah, yeah, and I and I say I, I gotta say props to Kyle McLaughlin. Um, I mean, you kind of figure that this is going to happen after the coma and the elect- the electrocution, um, but I knew right away. You could tell by his face that that this is a different guy. Yeah, yeah. So good acting on, on Kyle McLaughlin's part. Um, he wakes up like very assuredly. Um, he starts talking to uh, the uh, one armed man like they're old buddies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, not buddies, uh, work colleagues, yeah. work acquaintances. I, I believe the one armed man says finally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and yeah, and I'm imagining, I'm imagining Coop Prime is like, oh, you did deal with someone incompetent. Oh, that must have been so hard for you. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Coop Prime's giving him orders. He's like, give me a, give me an extra seed, which are these these uh, these golden balls that appear uh, after. Uh, what's the word? Talp, talpas, topas, tulpa. Tulpas. After tulpas, these pro- these uh, doppelgangers mm-hmm. uh, disappear. They leave these golden balls. Mm-hmm. He's like, "Do you have a seed?" And he's like, "Yeah, I got one." It's like, "All right." He needs that. He pulls out, I think, some of his hair. Yeah, he just needs some DNA to give him some DNA. I, I assume that he's going to create another Dougie for the family. I think that's right. Yeah. And then uh, uh, one-armed man gives him the green ring, which will teleport 
Coop, uh, Dark Coop's body back to the Black Lodge, I think. I that's, think that's what that That's for. right. The Formica Ring. Not the Formica. The Formica Ring. The Formica Ring. That's true. We got to own it. We got to own it, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and then so... Uh, <laughs> this this next part, I have, I have mixed feelings about. I mostly like it. Okay. But... Um, Basically, what happens is we just, we just see we just see Coop Prime like just taking charge. Yeah, uh, he's giving out orders. Yeah, he's clearly he's acting like an FBI agent. He calls uh, his boss uh, uh, Bushnell. Yeah, Bushnell, <laughs> hand me those sandwiches. I'm starving. Yeah, Bushnell, give me a sandwich. Yeah. At one point, he says, "Bushnell, give me the I think it's the 22 snub nose that you carry in your uh, left uh, holster. Yes, your left side holster. Yes." Which is a gun that Bushnell apparently has been carrying this entire show. Yeah, yeah. Bushnell's like, yeah, no problem. Yeah, I know. I had the same thought, which was this is this uh, is madness. Yeah, that that doesn't seem like a smart move to make. A guy who's who's been uh, pretty um, mentally challenged. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Perhaps to varying degrees, but pretty mentally challenged the entire time you've known him. Wakes up from a near death coma and says, "I need a weapon." Here you go. You gotta say. I mean, there's no, there's no justification. You for gotta, it. I mean, I guess, I guess he's just so charismatic and and in charge that he, he inspires confidence. I guess is that what it is? I don't know. I uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, you gotta ask. Why do you need a gun? <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, for what purpose, Dougie? Lay back down. Even the nurse is the nurse is like, you can't get up. You were just in a coma. No, that's that. The doctor. Like, that's the doctor. Yeah. Oh, the doctor. Yeah. And he's like, take my take my vitals. <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I guess you're good to go. She's like, you know what? Yeah, you look pretty good. That's not how hospitals work. <laughs> no, I don't think it. No, but she does say, she does say, she goes, um, you know, I guess I'll put a, put your discharge paperwork together and you can get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Meanwhile, yeah, meanwhile, uh, Mrs. Dougie's came back once again, thirsty AF. Oh, my God. On a she new on a new level. Yeah, 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 yeah. Poor Naomi Watts just to see like a functioning adult. And she's like, yeah. Oh, yeah, give yeah. it to me. I can have the uh, body and the mind. Oh, <laughs> oh, god! Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, he starts. He starts sort of taking command. He he asks for Bushnell's phone too. Mm-hmm. Another strange thing happens. He says, "I need to talk to the uh, the Belushi brothers, the Mitchum brothers." For some reason, it's fine that Bushnell has the number. Mm-hmm. What's weird is like I've got it here on speed dial. <laughs> that is weird. Maybe that's like that's old man for like he programmed it into his phone. Mm, that's a good explanation. Yeah, but I yeah. doubt. I, I hope he was not like oh, just hold down number three. He, they're one of my. <laughs> they're one of my uh, my T-Mobile Fave Five. Yeah, um, I mean it is a flip phone, right? I mean those favorites are limited. Yeah, poor yeah, Bushnell. Yeah. Boy, it speaks to his his personal life, huh? <laughs> Yikes! This this client is is one of my it's my yeah he's, he's in my top nine oh my yeah. god <laughs> so uh, so he calls them uh, another bizarre uh, you know I- encounter where where they're like oh it's Dougie he <laughs> says he says I need I need you I need you to meet me at your casino in twenty minutes mm-hmm. with my family. Mm-hmm. And then I need, and they're like, oh, yeah, okay, no problem. Fine. They're friends. You know, he's just been through a, a lot, a crisis, I guess. Yeah, just woke they up from a coma. You know, they're excited to hear from him. Yeah. Sure. They've been besties for all of what, a week? Still, <laughs> still a little strange that they're like going through all these lengths, but whatever. They're like, yeah, we'll meet you. And then he says, oh, and the other thing is, I need a private plane to Spokane, Washington. And he's like, yeah, no problem. Uh, that brother hangs up. Belushi's like, gas up the plane. Belushi's, Belushi's already on the phone. Yeah, and he's yeah. dictating to their pilot, "Hey, gas it up. We're going to uh, you know, Spokane, Washington." Insanity. Oh yeah, it's I mean, you know, these these, these gentlemen are heart, have hearts of gold. Hearts Not even a gold. question. Not even a question. Well, you know. Why? For what purpose, you know? Why is your family not coming with you? As we'll learn later, there's no actual reason for the family to go to the casino. No, there's a reason. He he wants to say goodbye. Why doesn't he take them home? And say goodbye there, well, and then go. They and have, the well, there. they take the car. They got to take the car to the casino, and then you know they, they'll drive the car home, <laughs> right? No, I mean he could have he could have driven them home, put them in a place of comfort, and then say, "Okay, I got to go," and then take a cab to the airport, or have the Belushi brothers, who will do anything for him, yeah, pick him true. up at the yeah, airport, yeah, yeah. Take, take him up at their house, take, take the, the airport. copter, yeah, take the helicopter from the 
Dougie residence, the casino. Yeah, Hell exactly. Of instead, instead, he we'll get to it later, but he basically takes his family to the casino to say goodbye to them and then leaves them in the casino. Yeah. Uh, I know the plot wise, it's because they don't. He doesn't want. Uh, it doesn't make sense for him to show up with a bunch of like at, at the seat of a shooting. Right. That's the real reason, but it's not justified. In the oh yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, they don't want to go back to the house. Yeah, narratively, they can't have him. You're right. I didn't even thought that through. Him. Right, that would be too bizarre. And then the FBI agents that are there are like, no, we're discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, instead, Mark Frost has to do crazy gymnastics <laughs> to explain why <laughs> why Dougie doesn't go home. <laughs> Why they have a weird goodbye in a casino? Goodbye yeah, on the casino floor. Yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, you know, they're smoking. You know, they're smoking in that casino. I'm sure. Oh yeah, exposing young Sunny Jim to secondhand smoke. That's not good. Uh, so uh, now we get to. I mean, uh, for me, uh, I really enjoyed this part. So uh, he's getting ready to leave. Oh yeah, no, no. Everyone enjoyed this. This is this yeah. is the part where you know if you're at the. Museum of Modern Art showing because I guess it's the only place where they show Twin Peaks season three. Uh, people jump up and are high fiving each other and oh yeah. But this is this is it's interesting because it's the least. Um, uh, I mean, I haven't seen seasons one and two, and uh, and I understand from what you've told me they're at times a more conventional like detective show. Mm-hmm. This is like the most normal thing that happens the entire show. Uh, and I'll, let me just say what happens. Well, so, yeah, I mean so, that's why people were so bothered by season three was there was so little of it. <laughs> Because yeah, so, our, our, you know, this guy that you're finally, you're seeing for the first time has been gone. You know, the whole yeah. show is this guy. Yeah. So this guy comes back. Coop, Coop Prime is back. He, he says, uh, he tells um, Bushnell, you know, you've been, a, you've been a great friend to me. And uh, here's, a, here's a letter for Gordon Cole when he calls. I suspect he'll call. And then they have a little, uh, a little goodbye with a one-liner. And of course, I have recorded it for us to listen to. Mm. So let me go ahead and put that on. Oh, I'm getting so hyped. Yeah, you should. You're a fine man, Bushnell Mullins. I will not soon forget your kindness and decency. What about the FBI? I am the FBI. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I I will tell you, um, that's the first time in this... this, uh, (laughs) In this show, where I I was like, oh, he's gonna say it, and then I was like, yes. <laughs> he, uh, they must play that for like every new FBI agent, right on day one. <laughs> I don't. I know. mean, you would just be like, all right, yeah, I'm ready to jump out of a building or whatever. Uh, uh, it's gonna be so motivating. Look, it's it's motivating because you've seen. That's true. Episodes. That's true. That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there are other motive. There are other. You know, media shows, formatting. Yeah, There's a show true. called The FBI. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so maybe, maybe maybe they pull the class. Hey, any uh, Twin Peaks fans uh, here? Anyone familiar with this uh, random show from the early '90s? All right. Uh, yeah, a little motivational. No, that's, that's, thing how, that's how they here. trap people because they're like, "Who joined the FBI because they saw Twin Peaks?" And someone's like me, and they're like, "Get out! You don't. They're, you're done. You're done. You're badging your gun. <laughs> you're an insane individual." Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So the I am the FBI line. It's a very regular thing to be in a show like this where you have a character who's like, you know, a big part of the show. He's off screen or he's down and out for whatever reason. He's finally mm-hmm. got his mojo back. Uh, it was very non Twin Peaks for me. Yeah, for you, because you've only seen The Return. This is classic. This is classic Twin Peaks. I mean, they even had they have the original um soundtrack from the show playing over it yeah uh um, as soon as he wakes up it's like building to this moment because you're like oh finally our hero yeah Coop yeah. prime has returned yeah and the, yeah the, the music kind of crescendos in um exactly i did say i had a gripe with i like the moment and i'm sure for fans who you know who love this song this theme song it must have felt really good and it's the only time in the season at least season three that they've played that song outside of the opening credits. Mm-hmm. Um, so it makes it quite effective. Uh, I, uh, and this is what I wanted to share with you. I, uh, I recut it with a more uh, action oriented <laughs> background song for you. <laughs> have you, right, have you, have it. you seen the movie uh, uh, Pacific Rim? 
Oh, you know what? Sadly, I haven't. I'm familiar with it though. Is that the one? Is that the one with uh, Wolverine? With Wolverine? I, I know it's I know it's giant battle, giant robots battling each other, right? Yes. Well, no, no. It's uh, it's giant robots battle uh, otherworldly Godzilla type creatures for control of the Pacific Rim region. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I thought I thought um you know what's the actor from who plays Wolverine in the X Men X Men Hugh Jackman? Yeah, I thought Hugh Jackman was. No, thought they couldn't get Hugh Jackman for this. <laughs> no, he, Hugh Jackman for the record is definitely in like a giant robot movie. Uh, maybe but not, I guess not, not this one. With. Oh no, no, you're thinking of Real Steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's where that's with the uh, the robots that mimic uh, the boxing. Uh, the robots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Also a great movie. Also a great movie. Uh, yeah, I'm really deficient. Uh, it's for someone who loved Gundam Wing as a kid. I really. Oh, you would yeah. love Pacific Rim. I really have dropped the ball. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, I, I I put in uh, this line with the uh, with the theme song from Pacific Rim. Okay. All right. I'm ready. Let me queue it up for you. You're a fine man, Bush Nomolos. I will not soon forget your kindness and decency. What about the FBI? I am the FBI. <laughs> Isn't that so much better? <laughs> uh, no, because I won't have you. I won't have you criticize the great Angelo Badalamenti, who composed the, uh, the soundtrack we did here. But it is good. Come on. Uh, that's that's if Pri- Coop Prime threw on a pair of shades. Uh, and straight out the door and hopped in a, you know, a, a Shelby, uh, Shelby Mustang. But. Yeah, I thought about doing uh, uh, the uh, the Who song from CSI Miami. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But I do, I do love that uh, that uh, that power guitar. Yeah, you got to kind of kick it up a notch after the I am the FBI. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Coop Prime is the FBI. Uh, mm-hmm. what, uh, also, uh, a great line, kind of, if you're not, uh, kind of an insane thing to say. Yeah, kind of an insane thing to say, but, you know, he really is he the FBI personified. It's not so. the FBI. He's an, I'm with the FBI. Uh, I understand that, you know, that's, that's the, that's the line and I'm sure, you know, you've mentioned a few times that that in Twin Peaks they like to riff on like, uh, you know, cl- action movie cliches and stuff, mm-hmm, and that's mm-hmm. definitely an action movie cliche line. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that is a crazy thing to say. Yeah, like if if you were his, you know, his co-agent or whatever, <laughs> yeah. you would be like, "Well, what the fuck is wrong with you, buddy?" Yeah, and yeah. he leaves the hospital just as the FBI arrives, and now right. Bushnell's going to be like, "Yeah, he 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 said I am the FBI and and left." Uh, and they'll be like, oh, well, what a dick. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, who the hell does this guy think he <laughs> yeah. is? Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to arrest him and then hit his head on the car uh, roof. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Coop Prime uh, uh, gets, uh, he, he takes the family out to the uh, the car. And uh, and he says, you know, and, you know, uh, Naomi Watts is, is ready to drive. And he's like, move over. I'll drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, he drives. You know, she's super turned on by the fact that he can drive. He's doing like, I, I think they're trying to make a point that he's like a good driver. He's doing like 60 and a 40. It's not that. I know. It's not very fast. He's, he is passing people on the right. So I guess this shows that he's like a maniac. I pass people on the right sometimes. It's not that big of a deal. <laughs> I mean, no, it's really nothing insane. Yeah, but you know, I, I guess it's all relative to Dougie. That's so. true. You know, suburban the kids impressed. Like, You're merching without indicating. My God, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. and then the kid, the kid says, "See, Dad can drive." Yeah. No, no, he says he can drive. I thought he said he's a really good driver. Uh, oh yeah, or oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He can drive. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been funnier. Uh, it's, it, no, it's definitely see, Dad is a good driver. It is a good driver. That's what yeah. it is. Uh, Which is kind of sweet. It's like he believed in his dad, even though his dad was a shell. Well, I mean, what's happening is his mom was like, his mom was like, oh, your father uh, can't be trusted behind the wheel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever since his accident. Yeah. 
and uh, they go to the they go to the casino where where all good families part ways, and uh, uh, he really Coop Prime, you know, he's trying to be a good guy. Obviously, he's you know he's saying like you know you guys are great. I've loved the time we've spent together. If he's trying to if he's trying to say goodbye to them and make them feel loved and taken care of, and his intention is for is to create like a like another Dougie. What he should do is really go out of his way to make sure that they don't realize that he's a different person. Yeah, that's true. He he he, he kind of does them a disservice because it's obvious that yeah. it's not. He Doug he fucks up pretty badly. He says at some point it's almost comical. He's like he's like I've loved spending all this time with you, Dougie. Oh, I I mean me. I'll I'll I'll, I'll be back. And his son yeah. is clearly like, do I have two fathers? Like what's what's happening? <laughs> No, he even says he references it. He says something to the effect of, "You're not Dougie. Who are you?" Or something like that. Yeah, she, you know, yeah, he's he's disturbed like, by that flip up from uh, Cooper Prime. Yeah, which is that's really irresponsible. <laughs> yeah, it is. Honestly, but he he also implies that he has complete full memory of everything that transpired previously. Yeah, which means yeah, he was raped. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, he was so he's okay with no, it. no. That means that he was raped. No, no. <laughs> he was down. He was 100% on board with uh, everything that transpired. He like looks at her. He's like, especially you, Janie. I really enjoyed my time with you. No, so I, he think, was, he I was, think. He was into it. I felt no, completely vindicated. I was uh, like, yeah. I think, I think oh, you're, taking, you're taking the easy way out. What that means is, look, I mean, well, let them. He was like let's... stuck in a vessel and was subjected to everything that was happening to him. Even if, even if he was into it. Uh, she had sex with someone that wasn't her husband. You think it's possible that he raped her? No, I'm saying. I mean, look, say say that everything was consensual. You know, the, mm-hmm. the wife was into it. Uh, and I didn't want to talk about this, by the way, but you brought it up. The wife, <laughs> I felt so vindicated. Uh, the wife, but, uh, yeah. the wife was into it. Uh, Dougie was into it, as we saw mm-hmm. with the dumb smile on his face. Yeah, and let's true. say. Uh, even though I'm not convinced, let's say the Coop Prime was also into the sex. Okay, yeah. Maybe there is no rape that took place, but what that means is that that woman now has to deal with the fact that when she was having sex with a man she thought was her husband, mm-hmm, there was at least else. someone else's mind inside that body. Yeah, I don't think she's bothered by that. <laughs> it's a lot to wrap your head around. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot going on for sure. But I think everyone's okay. I think they'd all agree that it was a pretty weird experience. But I think everyone um, would be fine with that. If he had just pretended to be Dougie a little bit better and then not made a whole big thing about being like, I'm going to leave you. If he was just like, I'll be back at some point. I got to go do a thing and left. Uh, I have to go do something for work. I I have to go do a casino mob thing, whatever. They would have bought it. Uh, Mm. And then he would have come back and they would have been like, oh, Dougie's back. Yeah, well, you know, maybe Dougie's going to come back. It's going to be the new and improved Dougie. It's going to have a little bit more of the Coop Maybe, Prime or it's going to be regular Dougie, and uh, Jeannie E will have to live with the fact that the one really good the one really good sex that she had was with a man that wasn't her husband. Yeah. And will be forever tortured by it. Mm. The one who got away in her husband's body. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, sure, you know, uh, we can say that he was happy to have had sex with her, but he did not give consent. Uh, you're right. He didn't give consent, but I think he was okay. He's not pressing charges. <laughs> he wasn't raped because he's not pressing charges. <laughs> uh, that's not my, that's not my position, but uh, I think, I think everyone's okay with how things work. Yeah, he's like, Sonny Jim, I'll always remember you. Jeannie, you're lucky. The statute of limitations is passed. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. So anyway, he I got mad because he really fucked up that goodbye. Um, yeah. But anyway, he leaves them stunned and and confused on the casino floor. But I think that goodbye is partly for him too. I think he's he's a little sad to have to leave them. Uh, honestly, yeah. But that's pretty selfish. I mean, it, I mean, you know, he messed up. I think it's you know he's not perfect. I guess he's still a man, <laughs> even though he's wonderful. Yeah. All right. And we all love him. Um. So basically, uh, he leaves them on the casino floor. He hops into uh, the limo with the Belushi brothers. 
and uh, they ask, you know, why are we going oh, to right, why, right. why are we going to Washington State? You know, and he's like, oh, we got to go to uh, this town called Twin Peaks. We got to go to the sheriff's station. They again reference the fact that they're cold-blooded criminals, and they're like, well, you know, we don't really hang out with the police. Mm-hmm. And he says, uh, he says, don't worry. It's something with the effect that's like, like I'll uh, I'll talk to them and you'll be fine or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a, he he is the FBI. I, he's gonna smooth it over yeah, for. So everybody. he's gonna be a character witness for them. I mean, they are criminals. I know it doesn't really make sense. They intended to kill <laughs> Dougie, right? When they thought that he cheated them out of some money. Mm-hmm. They were planning to murder him in the desert. But Jim Belushi couldn't eat his raisin bran. He was That's so right. he was bloodthirsty. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't. He couldn't sleep. Yeah. He's having dreams about Dougie. Um, I also don't understand why. I mean, maybe it'll be explained. I can't imagine how. But why do they have to come with him? I don't know. Maybe it's it's their plane. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I honestly I can't remember either. But I, I know that they're there for the, uh, the battle royale. Why Why doesn't he just call Gordon Cole and say, "Hey, Cole, it's." Coop Prime, I'm back. Uh, send me a helicopter to get me up to Washington. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it might be more difficult. You know, Cole might have questions. <laughs> well, he's he lucky needs, that he needs to get. He needs to get to the Pacific Northwest, where you know, good and evil will do battle. I guess. I guess. As as they have time in memoriam. I, I just I just think that getting uh, two guys you barely know but li- like you for some reason. To fly you on their jet to Twin Peaks, it's a it, it's a convoluted way to do it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Laura Dern is at the bar in the hotel where they've been hanging out. She gets the text from Doug yep. Coop, the the uh, the uh, emoji, and the all, and she uh, is quite rattled by this. Yeah, she's freaked out. And she sends back uh, some numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, coordinates, I guess? I guess. So yeah. tell me what your explanation is. So I don't know about the coordinates, but I think the all is either... Well, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, do we have spoilers in the podcast? <laughs> is to kill a bunch of people slash or almost like triggering, like remember all of the memories that you've been suppressing kind of thing, I think is what it's supposed to mean. Mm. Uh, okay. But I don't know what she sends back to him. Those, that, those strings of digits. That doesn't really make sense. I'd have to, I think we'd have to, and I'm not going to, I'm not suggesting we do this. We'd have to go back and see all the texts that they've had to sort of see like what the different, what the different numbers are. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> What what like the different texts that he sends and like how they trigger her in different ways? Mm, okay. Um, because like, is it the case that when he texts like Las Vegas, she then goes and says, "Oh, I have a sister in Las Vegas." I don't know. That's interesting. I don't remember how how it went. So uh, yeah, so she's she's freaking out, um, and then she some crazy music starts playing. Yeah. She says, "I hope this works." when she texts the numbers back, the coordinates. Hmm. And then she goes uh, to the hotel room. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Gor- like you said, Gordon Cole's been expecting her. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like not even knocked yet. He says, come in. Yeah. And she comes in and uh, Tammy. And- well, but, but, but first, well, she's at the bar. She looks in her purse and she has a handgun. In there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, she has a handgun. She has cigarettes. She has her phone. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think the what, what happens is basically she comes in and uh, she, she'll talk about things, some things which we'll cover. But um, at various times, she reaches into her purse to get different objects. Yeah. And you can tell that Cole feels like something bad is going to happen. Yeah. And you yeah. as the audience are like, is, is she going to pull out a gun and kill everyone? Yeah. Um, and then the entire time, too, Miguel Ferrer and Tammy are, are watching as well, watching very closely. And I think they sense the tension. There's a great deal of tension, yeah. Everyone knows that something Beyond, changed about her. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely rattled, right? Yeah. They can sense that. So she comes in, and uh, I won't go through all of what she says, but but basically she, uh, acting very well, very good, uh, you know, uh, engrossing performance, mm-hmm. uh, describes how... Uh, we had talked about the encounter. We were wondering what the encounter was between Dark yeah, and... Yeah. And I had thought it was a sexual encounter. 
Yeah, uh, this I definitely remember because I found this. I think this scene is just really incredible. Yeah. So she reveals that she was. Uh, well, what happened was Dark Coop comes back after so long. She doesn't realize that it's Dark Coop, of course. She thinks that it's regular Coop, and she hugs him. She talks about how great she feels. Obviously, there was like some loving feelings uh, towards mm-hmm. regular Coop. She even references that they had kissed previously one time before. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, and Dark Coop is asking about information about the FBI. She doesn't think anything of it. And then she goes to kiss. He goes to kiss her. And she realizes that something's wrong. And mm-hmm. Dark Coop sees the fear in her eyes. In fact, she says, he could see the fear in my eyes. And then um, she reveals that Dark Coop then raped her. Yeah. Uh, which really, I think, uh, informs the performance she had earlier when yeah, she yeah, first yeah. met Dark Coop. And she was like freaking out. After yeah, speaking exactly. to him in the um, in the weird interrogation chamber back in the prison. Yeah, I mean that's why I found the scene so well done because now I knew the second time I'd seen it what had happened and it really was uh, it's powerful stuff. This is why the greatest show ever made is season three. Mm. Uh, sure. Um, <laughs> well, you know, obviously this is a very good scene. Um, uh, it, it feels very real. And basically what happens is she, she she doesn't say anything very clearly, but she implies that she's not in full control of her actions mm-hmm. um, and that uh, she's uh, not, she says, I'm not, I'm not the real me, mm-hmm. which is classic, you know, Uh-oh. classic uh, Talpa, Talpa uh, giveaway. Yep. Yep. And then she reaches for her gun. And uh, Gordon Cole does not react at all. Uh, I was, I, I, you know, as you were counting this, I can't remember who shoots her. It's both Miguel Ferrer and Tammy shoot oh, her at go. the same time. Yeah, there you um, go. And in fact, a, a second earlier, you could see Miguel Ferrer kind of reaching for his gun because he knew that something uh, that she was going to do something uh, rash mm-hmm. and dangerous. So they both shoot her. She is shot and uh, reacts like a normal person, and then. The body flits forward and disappears. Yeah, it's just like gets shot out of yeah the room. Kind of. And uh, Tammy says, "Wow, she's a real tulpa." Miguel Ferrer is speechless, and Gordon Cole is like, "She says something about a sheriff station." <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps rolling with it. Yeah, yeah, he's just ready for the next thing. Yeah, uh, yeah she's she mentions as she's explaining, you know, I'm not who I am, you know. Um, she's really hysterical. And she says, I'm in a sheriff's station, kind of confused. And then yeah. that's when she goes for the gun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so now we know we know how Gordon Cole rolls when people shoot a, tal- a talpa. I'm sure he then has to arrest Miguel Ferrer and Tammy for for murder. <laughs> that's right. Because that's his policy. That's true. Yeah. I know that miscarriage of justice we <laughs> talked about previously. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know how they're going to explain. I mean, the, the hotel staff is going to be like, was there a gunshot? And they're going to be like, yeah, we just shot the wall for no reason. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> they're going to have to get their stories straight. Just uh, FBI things. Yeah, they're going to be leaving the hotel and they're going to be like, uh, Ms., uh, Ms., I forget her real name, Ms. Laura Dern, is she checking out? And they'll be like, oh, she checked out. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, another another good scene. Of course, you know, the weird... Talpa disappearing. I don't know. I just, it's just better, more interesting. I, I get really pulled out of it when you have really good human performances and then you have like stupid special effects. <laughs> no, that special effects is great. No, it's like a weird blur. And uh... Well, we haven't talked about when Diane goes yeah. to the Red Room. Yeah, so Diane goes to the Red Room. Of course, everyone's favorite uh, HR, <laughs> HR exit interview guy is here. <laughs> it's now a pattern. One-armed man. It's, uh, the Talpas die, and the one-armed man shows up, yeah. and he's got his exit interview questionnaire where he's like, "Just so you know, you're manufactured," yeah. which is what he told Dougie and what he told. Uh, we can't even remember who the who the real people and who the fake people are. <laughs> yeah, but Diane has a great line back with "You're manufactured," which is. Yeah, she's like, she's like, I know, fuck you, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then she has a, another like dumb like special effect for her. No, no, no. This special effect is great. No, it's not. Her head like yeah. weirdly explodes. You know, it shatters. Yeah, yeah. It's supposed to be. I believe it's like a Francis Bacon painting that Lynch is <laughs> taking 
Oh my god. Is referencing. No, seriously, seriously. It's like a, it's a famous painting. I can't remember. It's some 20th century uh painter. Uh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, her head like pops. It's like weird black smoke. Yeah, weird black. And then, yeah, it shatters and pieces fall out and then black smoke and then her breasts, not her breasts, but her like chest her collarbone her, kind of starts vibrating weirdly. Yeah, and then yeah. it 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 all blows up and it's a little gold ball that's left. So uh, I think the only thing left is the roadhouse. I know, uh, which is amazing. I mean, this is kind of a tight episode. Well, it's not real. I mean, there's a lot of long scenes, but not a ton. No, there was only like three or four major scenes. I think it. Yeah, it, yeah. It's because it's it doesn't it's because we've completely ignored Twin Peaks. We haven't seen anything from Twin Peaks. That's true. Yeah, uh, and we've um, we haven't jumped back and forth too much between different scenes because they're all pretty long scenes that's true it makes yeah. it a little easier to i think to to cover and to follow mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so uh at the roadhouse there's a regular band playing whatever uh mm-hmm. good thing i didn't skip through this one because oh yeah audrey and charlie show up what yeah crazy yeah uh and so that really conveys that this is this is a coma dream roadhouse Mm. Have any of these bands been real? Have any of these people been real? Who knows? I mean, that's the question, right? Is this all like a weird waste of time? You know, liminal space. <laughs> liminal space. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, right? That's kind of what. That's the implication. Yep. Yep. Uh, you know, I, I looked through the forums to see people talking about that. It's surprising. There's very little discussion of the idea that the roadhouse could just be, you know, the way station between death and heaven or hell or whatever i don't know i mean it can't totally be that because you see characters that are doing things uh in the show that are there i mean you know we are all the dreamer who is the one who dreams right isn't that what uh lynch told t swift (laughs) that's right that's right yeah i think i had a dream about that yeah (laughs) yeah 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 uh so uh uh, I did. I did. Uh, uh, did I like it? I appreciated it. Um, where you have Audrey and Charlie, and you're kind of like, "Yeah, is this a dream? Is this not a dream?" And then this mm-hmm. weird, uh, very out of touch, out of place um, MC that we've been seeing, this African American older fellow, mm-hmm. shows up and he says, "Ladies and gentlemen, Audrey's dance," which is a very dream experience, I think. Yeah, right? and it's actually pretty cool. Everyone. Uh, the, these these dance floors always packed during this during these concerts. They all move to the side, yeah. and she comes out and starts dancing very, I don't know, weirdly in the in the dance floor. Yeah, she danced like this in the original show. That's why they did it. Oh, same music, okay, same okay, everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like the kind of nightmare you would have as like a like a middle schooler or a high schooler, right? Like you show up to a club, and then someone says, "Oh yeah, now you have to dance," right? Uh, it seems um, like a nightmare for her, though. She seems at peace with it. She's down for it uh, until it, yeah. a certain point. Um, right. She's having a good time, uh, and then two guys start fighting. Uh, do we know yeah. who these guys are? No, no. Okay. <laughs> so two men just start fighting, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then she freaks out. She mm-hmm. runs to Charlie, her husband, um, mm-hmm. dream husband, and she screams. She shakes him and she screams, "Get me out of here!" And mm-hmm. it cuts to, uh, we see that she's screaming at a mirror mm-hmm. in a white room. It kind of looks like an insane asylum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's screaming at her own reflection. She's ah! Uh, and she screams. Yeah, that's it. I don't know insane. People do say that insane asylum, but it feels like that space around her is like infinite. I don't think that's a... Oh, okay. I don't think it's an insane asylum. I think it's some sort of weird... It's another part of the coma, maybe? Yeah, maybe the coma. Those are just like you know some theories. It's the coma. It's the lodge. Some sort of. I don't know. I mean, uh, whatever. I mean, <laughs> it doesn't really matter. I don't think to the rest of the episode. Uh, I can't imagine that Audrey's story is going to pay off in a, in a very interesting way. No, I think this is it. You saw the end. No, honestly. Unless she unless she gets into a gunfight with an with a with an accountant, I'm not going to be satisfied. <laughs> oh man, yeah, no, this is it. She's stuck in this weird world. Yeah, yeah. People, people were. Uh, I'm almost certain we don't come back to her. Um, and people were upset 
from season three, the fans that this is where she's left. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it really just—I mean, her son. You know, her son was killed by you know pure electricity. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Her son. Her, her son is killed yeah. by pure electricity. I forgot about that. Yeah. So that that had just happened. Yeah. Uh, bummer. That's that's really bad all around for Audrey. All right. Well, uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, the band plays the same song backwards. That's right. Yeah. It's an inverted version of the song. Uh, it's kind of cool visual. You can see that the, it's not super obvious because they're not moving around a lot, but you can kind of see the way that they're drumming Mm -hmm. is, is backwards. Um, and the song is, sounds kind of weird, but it's interesting. Mm. And that's it. That's it. That's the episode. Episode 16. It's, It's a really good setup for what's to come. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Tell me, what did you, what did you think? I mean, I, I, I loved it. I was way better than I was expecting. I was going into this. I didn't really remember most of it. I remember a lot of these scenes, but I didn't realize they came at on this episode and, uh, yeah, it's really good. Really, really good. Not a lot of parts that I could find fault with. Mm. And I thought the Laura Dern stuff is just amazing. I mean, if you, if you just forget like the 20 second shots of, <laughs> <laughs> of, of uh, David Lynch just staring into space, then of course it's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm burdened. My cross to bear is that I have to record everything that happens in case we in case we miss something. <laughs> so I have to write, Gordon Cole is in the room looking at Oh, that's nothing. funny. <laughs> that's really funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm just sitting there uh, sipping on my micro brew, uh, just enjoying every second. <laughs> All right, so do you give it an A? Is that your rating? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely an A. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. yeah. I uh, I like the episode, and I would say, man. I know. I'm very curious. I actually kind of feel like maybe you should lead with, with your rating. No, uh, we can't. We can't break tradition. Um, That's true. I I uh, I liked. There are certain parts of it that I really liked. There are also just a lot of strange things. I'll, I'll say I'll say a B. I think. Wow, that's definitely the highest. That's that's amazing. That is the that is the highest. Uh, by far. Wow. Uh, not by far. I've given I gave part one a B minus. Back when I thought oh, okay. that, uh, that you had hope that that law and order and <laughs> and criminal justice would lead would lead the day. Not that, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back when you were you're all all in on Lillard. That's right. That's right, Lillard. Yeah, yeah, I thought yeah. his his human story would guide us. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. He's going to sit in jail for 20 parts, then his face is going to explode, and no <laughs> yeah. one's going to care. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, yeah. You had no idea what you were getting signed up oh for. Oh, my gosh. For this, for this madness. Yeah, no. Wow, a B. That's pretty good. Honestly, honestly, I liked it so much because it was just, it was, it was, we're done with Ducky. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think the fans reacted the same way. Yeah. Everyone was so relieved. Everyone was so worried. I mean, we, we have, this is the third to final episode. Everyone knows the epi- the season's 18 episodes long. Yeah. And I mean, even when this episode started, I was kind of surprised. He's in a coma. I, I didn't remember that part. <laughs> I, I was thinking, how long until he wakes up? Uh, just in a coma for the rest of the, the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, I honestly, I was like, is it for the rest of the episode? Does, does he not wake up until seventeen? Is he going to have to talk to Audrey in the coma space and convince <laughs> her to leave the house? <laughs> the thing, the thing is that the thing is that look, I'm I'm uh, I'm really grading on a curve now because stuff like Audrey's dance, you know, would have perturbed me to no end. I would. Oh, really? I would have been yelling at you for an hour. Back in the beginning of this show, explain oh. this dance. Why is this woman moving around? Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There, it's not even reality. There's no payoff. I would have been so upset, but now I'm just like, oh, well, let her dance, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse. Let this let this coma girl have her fun. It could be, and believe me, it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> be 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 prepared. Be prepared for more um, 20th century modern art references. Uh, Good, my favorite. Yeah, more more Polish composers. Next time someone dies, I want to see. I'm going to think about. Oh, what what is their, what obscure <laughs> art is their death and homage to? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why that's why people turn on the, the boob tube. <laughs> hey, honey, what do you think is on uh, on Showtime? Oh, maybe they'll have a fun, you know, yeah, movie or a TV show. Uh, what's this? 
Well, I recognize that Francis Bacon painting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is that Pinderecki? Got it.